on today's episode of Senior Quotes, we regretfully discuss the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, as well as the other victims of that crash the other day. And we look over Kobe's career, the precedent he set, and a lot of the aftermath of his passing. And we'll try and lighten it up towards the end with some Bachelor talk and some other sports talk, but a lot of this episode is going to be our talking about Kobe Bryant, so we're going to get right into that. Our test looking, gets it to Bryant. Bryant dribbling, has to put it up at the buzzer, banks it in! <laughs> he banks in the three! And the Lakers win the game! To make the catch hard, he had no good look, and that is just greatness. What's up, guys, and welcome to the newest edition of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast here at WZBC Sports on the AM radio. We got here late, obviously. We're in a bit of a mess, but we're here now. I'm Aiden Braddock, joined by Jack Coleman, and we're going to run this a bit shorter today. You know, we're getting started a little later, and also it's a very, you know, solemn episode because today we are in the studio for the first time since the passing of Kobe Bryant that happened this weekend. Um, Obviously, we'll be talking about it a lot throughout this episode, but on Saturday, I was speechless. Uh, I was one of the first people, well, I found it, honestly, on my own and had no real words. I told my roommates about it, saw, you know, the news and just did not believe it at first. All I saw at first was a TMZ article and hoped that it wasn't true. And as each report came out, uh, it just became more real and just sadder and sadder. So really disappointing uh, news, especially for the entire sports world, but also for just the Bryant family, losing not only Kobe, but Gianna as well, who is the reason that Kobe was even still around the NBA today and was such an avid part of the sports world even after his retirement from the NBA just a couple of years ago. Uh, Jack and I each have some real great memories about you know Kobe Bryant and how he made us big fans of the NBA so we will be talking about that a lot today as well as just how the entire uh, world of sports has reacted really to this news because not a lot has really happened in this past week in the sports world otherwise you know we can talk about the Astros finally hiring a new manager but that's honestly news that can be held for another day and also the Pro Bowl happened this weekend there was no NFL playoff updates to talk about. So today we'll be dedicating this episode to Kobe Bryant and just, you know, reminiscing on the reasons that we are such big sports fans and especially basketball fans and the fact that Kobe was honestly the first star that we both got to watch in the NBA. So Jack, I'll turn it over to you. How are you doing today? I, you know, it's still so, so just unreal. I don't even know how to say you never want to do these kind of episodes you never want to have to talk about this and to me it's just it's one of those things that I you know we were born but you imagine like how 9-11 was where it was all anyone could talk about it was all anyone could think of and or like the challenger the space challenger blowing up and the lives lost then it's just terrific it's it's a day that Again, no one could ever see coming. Kobe was 41 years old the night before. Everyone in the media had been talking about him because LeBron passed him for points all time. And it's it's devastating. I personally was just, I still am, and crushed. I've shed tears over this. I've watched and read just about every article or video I could find about other people talking about him. And 
his memory and his family, it's it's just seriously awful. It's so, so bad to talk about. Yeah, um, no question. Yeah. I think I, I just, it didn't seem real. It was one of the, it's going to be one of those moments for everyone, the where were you when you heard the news. And yeah. for me, I, I'll ask you next, but, or you already said basically that you came upon it on your own. But yeah, yeah. Our good friend of the show, actually, Quinn Kiernan, sent me a text of the initial TMZ report and he was like, yo, like, answer me. Like, I need someone to grieve about this with. Yeah. And, I, I you know, Quinn is a funny guy. I thought he may be joking. I was First like, guest of the show, right? Yep. Pretty mm-hmm. twisted joke. I was like, okay. And then I was like, this can't be real. Um, and, you know, I just started scouring Twitter. All I could find at that minute was the TMZ report. And as more and more news broke, first that Kobe was indeed in that crash, and then Gianna, it just crushed me. It crushed me as a fan of basketball, as someone who grew up playing basketball. I mean, when we were kids growing up, it was, you know, LeBron James was the guy, for sure. But Kobe Bryant was that in between, between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And Kobe was that veteran star that was in the league when we were growing up. He was the guy that all the guys our age respected, knew of the legacy, didn't see all of the legacy live in person, but saw the after effects of his legacy, saw the prime of his, the the second prime of his ter- mm. career when he won with Powell, uh, with the 08, was it 08 Lakers against the Celtics? 09? I think it's 09 and 10. Yeah. 09, 10. I believe that's right. Lakers. And, you know, we saw that awesome part of his career where he got to that fifth title um and it's it's just it's devastating we grew up as kids throwing stuff into trash cans shouting kobe it's just it's hard it's hard to talk about it's hard to write about i walked around all day yesterday in my kobe jersey and just i've never been greeted by so many different sports fans and come Mm -hmm. up to and have people have this conversation and say it's been a rough week, it's going to be a rough week. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, He, to me, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, but he's just one of those players, one of those figures, not even just in sports, but, you know, in the entire world of pop culture, um, just in general. Someone you, you see as immortal, basically. Someone who you'd never expect to leave not only the limelight, but the entire world, you know, to pass away uh, so suddenly, you know, in, in this terrible way, out of, out of the blue. Um, it, it, it's crazy to think about, and especially considering, like I was saying earlier, the fact that he was becoming a presence in the NBA once again. He was courtside for so many games, you know, not only because of his daughter's growing interest in basketball, but just that he wanted to be around his former friends and so many players that looked up to him just like we did, you know. And he was the face of the NBA, in my opinion, for an entire decade between Jordan's retirement and LeBron's reign with the heat, honestly. I would say Kobe was the guy for those 10 years. And because of that, you have players now refusing to wear the number 8 or 24, um, which they had originally worn because of their love for Kobe Bryant, and now saying no one should ever wear this number again, almost in the way of Jackie Robinson, 
which we can also discuss that later. We talked about this before. The Didn't logo feel like well. the logo would be cool. I'm not even sure if I'm there, but what I was going to say is I don't think his number should receive a league-wide retirement in the way that Jackie Robinson had with the NBA because their impacts on the NBA. As, as great of a player and, like I just said, as much of a face of the league as Kobe was, Jackie Robinson did something greater than I feel like any athlete ever by breaking this barrier, the uh, color barrier in all of sports, really, not just baseball. But Spencer Dinwiddie's a player, you know, that first comes to mind today announcing he'd be wearing 26. Two plus six obviously equals eight, which was his old number. And again, he wore that because Kobe was his favorite player growing up. And as many NBA players would say, uh, the, the reason, you know, an inspiration to him and the reason he's in the NBA today. So I think that's an awesome tribute. Um, and I'm sure we'll see more to come. And we'll hear from more owners like Mark Cuban saying that no one will ever wear the number 24 again. I'm sure the same goes for eight. Uh, that's an awesome tribute as well and something that I think Kobe completely deserves. Yeah, I think um, other teams can definitely enact that. I don't necessarily know if the league on the whole should do that. I agree with the Jackie Robinson take. It's it's a very different set of, um, I don't even know. I, I don't even, I just had a loss for words that I have to even be talking about this right now. Yeah. I... It, it really hit me. It hit me hard. It was the first real celebrity death outside of anyone that has affected me in such a way where, you know, it's now going on three days, four days after, yeah. three days. And I'm still just as shocked, just as heartbroken, just as anything else. I mean, Kobe was a guy that you looked up to. He was the last one in the gym for anyone that ever played a sport or ever worked out or anything like that. It was that the Mamba mentality mm -hmm. that you grew up with, thinking, like, I got to outperform everyone else and do the best. And, you know, it's something I still want to take today into schoolwork, into, you know, doing the podcast, doing everything else. It's just outworking everyone. And a lot of that stems from the precedent that Kobe Bryant set when I was a kid. And it's different than... You know, the Mac Millers, the Juice Worlds, the, the rappers that have died in the, over the past couple of years. It, it's different than the celebrities, the Michael Jacksons, the Robin Williams. I think Robin Williams was on a, I said this to you recently, mm -hmm. it was on a similar level of shock just because it was so unexpected. But, you know, again, this was a, you know, just a complete mishap that occurred that caused him to go. And I think it, add in the fact that Poor Gianna, too, was on that plane. Yeah. And all as well as the other victims. A horrific story. Right. You never go on those team trips with your friends or other family members and expect it to be a tragic day like it was on Sunday. Um, and it's just tough. It's it's really, 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 really hard to even talk about. But, again, yeah. it, my prayers out to all of them. And, you know, we'll take it one day at a time from here. Like For you sure. said, um, it still feels, like, unbelievable. Um, and obviously that word is usually used in a positive way. But, no, it, it just doesn't feel real. doesn't feel, like, that it could have possibly happened, you know? Something that I still, today, have to read again to just remind myself that this is true, that this isn't some nightmare that I haven't woken up from yet. So it's just so sad, so devastating, I think, Gianna would have been, and honestly, 
incredible player in the WNBA. It seemed like that was she the direction the she was I heading for. I, I, I would have tuned in too. That was the reason I would have gotten into the the WNBA for sure. It, and it, it it's terrible for them, um, but obviously the least you know uh, per, uh, per people I guess group that I'm worried about in this situation. My heart goes out to the Bryant family. To the, I don't remember the second family's name. I know the Chesters. Uh, they lost a mom and a, a daughter. But the family, you know, that lost both a mom, dad, and a child, to that older sister, I feel so bad. And I pray, you know, that she gets through all right as well. It's just such a devastating um, situation for everyone involved. And, you know, we, we can just only pray and support and hope that everybody gets through this tough time. Um, it, it, it's crazy. And there's, you know... It was the uh, Altobelli family. Altobelli, correct. So and John one Altobelli, of the, the Carrie father, Altobelli, and yep. Alyssa Altobelli. John was a uh, well-known baseball coach in, yep. I guess, the independent leagues, and the MLB recognized him. So I guess there was a chance he would actually move over to the minors or the majors. I mean, in just a sports perspective, obviously, since that's where we're coming from, but also in just a human perspective. You know, the fact of losing nine people is such a tragedy as is. There was also uh, Christina Mauser. Yep, um, who was their assistant coach, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. You know, multiple parents lost, children Arms lost. That's the pilot, right? Yeah. Uh, it's so Chester sad. the family, Sarah yeah. and Peyton. Yep. It's just, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. so to maybe brighten up you know, this episode a bit and move to our first planned segment, we can definitely go back and forth about, you know, our favorite Kobe Bryant moments. Um, in his awesome, I believe, 20-year career in which he won six titles, I believe he was an 18, 16 or 18-time All-Star in 20 years. I- insane. Sure, it might be a bit of a popularity contest at the end of that career, but that man deserved pretty much every accolade he ever received. And in a way, he can be compared to, you know, a Tom Brady of the league with the amount of rings he has. Sure, he's no Bill Russell, but in a much more competitive era, this guy has this... Or is he only have five rings? Am I talking... Am I, you know... Kobe. Kobe only has five. Kobe only has five. I think he has six. He has something else at six. I'm not going to compare him to MJ there, but obviously falling one short of his idol, but he is the closest thing we'll ever see to Michael Jordan. Um, and in, yeah. he's the... We'll never see another Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? That he he shouldn't be compared to MJ because he was his own level of greatness as well. And so many players in today's league look up to him the same way Kobe looked up to MJ and tried to emulate every move he had and did it in his own way and did it just as well. So I, again, yeah, it, 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 he shouldn't be compared to anyone else. It is so incredible a career he put on on his own, and we. We're you know blessed to see so many awesome moments. Uh, I think this goes for you as well. But the first final series I ever remember was Lakers Celtics, yeah. in which the Lakers yeah. actually won it. Yeah. Um, I believe it was their first win, and it, it, I I remember Rondo and Pierce and uh, Garnett from and Ray Allen was there too from that Celtics team. But the player that stands out to me was Kobe Bryant. He Kobe. was the one who took over that series. So to me, it. I was trying to figure out why this hit me so hard, other than the fact that it was just so, how did that even happen? How could this, you know, this immortal being, like I was saying, have passed away? 
Um, and the reason it hit me so hard, I think, is he is the first thing I ever, you know, the, the, the first basketball star I ever saw in my life. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons, and I hadn't even realized it, you know, that I had become such a big basketball fan. And while it's never been my number one sport, it wasn't the sport that I fell in love with as a kid, but I sure played it and thought I was Kobe outside shooting that three-point floater at the buzzer that he made over D. Wade. I think that is my favorite play of all time because I remember being in my, you know, on the cul-de-sac where we've now had a league played for two seasons there. I would just stand there, shoot around as if I had a Dwayne Wade in front of me and try to make that shot. I would, instead of just throwing a, you know, piece of paper into a trash can to shout Kobe, I remember shouting Kobe on the actual court because I wanted to be him making those runners and floaters and jumpers and every clutch shot he ever had. It's crazy to think now, you know, and look back and realize how influenced even I was by Kobe Bryant and you know, how much of an impact he made on me. He was on the first uh, 2K that I ever owned. I think yep. you had the same one, 2K10. Yep. Uh, uh, 10 years later, here I am, such a big basketball fan because of that game. And yep. who was the face of it? Kobe Bryant, you know? I'll, I'll let you take over because I obviously have been spewing here for a couple of minutes, but yeah, no, it, I, it's, it's crazy. It's so, so hard. It's uh, The reason why it's as hard as it is is because, like you said, he's tied literally to our childhood. He is right. tied to everyone we know from our age range, knew Kobe Bryant, loved Kobe Bryant, and respected Kobe Bryant. We knew the Kobe Bryant from when he won that, fir- that first time for us, as well as his end of career and retirement. And that part of Kobe's career was just so overwhelmingly positive. You know, people bring up the rape allegations now and the you know, feud with Shaq, and I never saw any of that. I never got to witness through that. All I saw was this incredible role model, this incredible guy who put in the time, effort, and work ethic that no one, no one I had ever seen could do. And looking back at some of those things, I mean, I think, I think that it is a very tough position to have those allegations and to have it be tied to his name, especially now, uh, when people are talking about his career, they have to they have to bring it up because it's a part of his legacy, and it's a part of who he was. But we saw in his retirement, him move so much further beyond that. People grow and develop. There are people that go to literal prison and come out as priests. There are people that, <laughs> you know, can change. And Kobe Bryant changed. He was a incredible, loving father. He was providing so much face value and efforts to help out women's sports, which has been such a tough issue right now with the gender gap, and really, really pushing for that. I heard one of the interviews, I actually think it was Kobe himself saying this, that um, his someone had talked to was talking to him courtside, I forget who, and he was like, oh, I heard you're having another kid. You know, maybe this one can be a boy. You got to have someone take on the legacy. And, you know, Gianna was right there courtside with him. And she's like, nah, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. And mm-hmm. that's why this is so tough. Yeah. Because she was that continued legacy that we would get to see the rest of um, in her own career. And that's not to say his youngest children right now. We don't know how they'll be. One is literally only three. One is just born. Yeah. We do not know 
if you know basketball will be in their future and hopefully it is and we can see them continue on their dad's awesome awesome legacy but uh yeah yeah they they won't be able to learn firsthand like gianna was learning from uh kobe's own moves and there were such awesome videos not only of uh Kobe and Gianna being courtside at NBA games, but also of them practicing the gym. There's a great one of Gianna posting up against Kobe, and she does a little fake, pushes Kobe away, and hits that fadeaway that he did so many times in NBA games. Yeah, in practice, I saw the it was side crisp. by side too of them. Yeah, like the videos of them taking that same exact shot. And she has the same shot, same it, yeah foot kicking out, same falling motion. It's it's awful. So and many what some, ifs there. Yeah. In some ways, it's like. While Kobe's death was awful, horrific, yeah, it would not have been as brutal if Gianna had not been on that flight. If I, Gianna had been, I'm there with you, still alive, as, and that's yeah. the fact. Gianna was so in view of the public. I mean, we had seen the video of her and Kobe talking courtside, literally all over Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, mm-hmm. like this past year, this the past, not even the past couple months, yeah. So she was the the most public figure of late from the Bryant family. And yeah. it was it's just brutal that she is now lost at such a young age, just thirteen. And, you know, yesterday we saw the Yukon team put yeah. her jersey on uh the the bench because that was where she wanted to play and it's just it's those moments that are tough. And I I'm sure those moments are also as equally hard for the players in the league as Kobe's death because, you know, they saw Gianna as family to them. There yeah. was a, there's countless players that tried to give insights. You know, Luka Doncic and That's my favorite Trey one. Young, yeah. uh, who had been two of her more recent favorite players. And honestly, yeah. rightfully so, because they play pretty similar to Kobe in terms of the scoring first That's minded, true. Uh, yeah. player. Uh, but Devin Booker as well. Devin Booker. Um, uh, just countless guys. Count- it, to me, it's incredible how many guys he actually touched. Like, how many random guys in the league have a uh, a Kobe story? Yeah, I was reading today even just Ben McLemore, who literally has done like really nothing. Well, had kind of he's a, had a great year this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, previously had had kind of a lame. He was a bust season, know? pretty much yeah. a bust. I was always a pretty big fan of him, but it was over the summer he was training, I believe, at the Mamba Academy place. There you go, and uh, you know. He talked to Kobe, and Kobe just told him, hey, man, keep it up. Keep it up. And uh, they asked Kobe, the the interviewer and the person that wrote this, asked Kobe if that was actually true from Ben McElmore. He's like, yep, and now look at him this year. Yeah. So it's just I mean, crazy. At least, you know, in terms of basketball and the fact that he won't be around to teach any more of this new generation of NBA players, but – they have learned so much from him already, and he's passed down pretty much everything he's ever learned. Uh, and just the Mamba mentality that we've talked about, that work ethic, that drive that you were saying you can apply to anything, whether that's academics, whether that's athletics, whether that's this podcast, etc. Just striving to be the best at what you do. Um, that will be present, I think, in so many players now, You know whether they were able to watch Kobe play or not. And, and it's crazy to think now that... Anyone born in, let's say, t- 2008 or later will never have seen Kobe Bryant play, really. Anyone born in 05, 06 or later will never have seen prime Kobe Bryant play. And we'll still see a future generation of basketball players come from that generation because I think they'll have watched 
film of Kobe Bryant, you know, or they'll have watched players in the NBA now that have learned from Kobe and looked up to him. It's going to just be passed down like that. And that's how it should be. Because in my opinion, in a strictly basketball mindset or lens, there's no better role model for success in the NBA than this player who went 17th overall or 16th, somewhere in the second half of the first round, straight out of high school, traded on draft night, you know, you know all, he was actually supposed to be going to the Nets too. Well, <laughs> they, it, they, was, they were talked out of it by his agent who yeah, was pushing well, for LA, but initially which, yeah, it could have been the Nets too. I wish I didn't, or I wish I still didn't know that. I yeah. kind of <laughs> frustrating to hear that yeah. now, but regardless, um, yeah. And speaking of the Nets, uh, one player who I did want to mention who did not play in the Nets Knicks game, you know, the day. That Kobe passed away, and as we said, all of those games probably should have been canceled, and they weren't. You had to play on, and Kyrie Irving, you know, left the arena. You know, the the minute he heard the news, and you can't blame him there. Um, but now uh, there are rumors, no reports, but rumors that this could impact Kyrie as much as to have him consider retirement. You know, from the entire NBA. He had his, a drastic, well, he had his grandfather pass away last year, and that clearly so messed him up on the court. It, he was one of his role models as well, someone he was super close to um, more than anyone. And as all of these stories of players and their interactions with Kobe Bryant have come out, apparently no one was, or I won't say no one, but a few players were as close with Kobe that are currently in the NBA, NBA excuse me, as Kyrie was. Um, well, to the fact... Well, of course, of course, but to the to the way that he was described in an article as a brother um, to Kyrie, and look, I don't, I haven't seen this personally. I'm just going off of what I've read. But in any situation where you consider someone as close as a brother to you, and to have them pass away so suddenly is so jarring, you know, especially as a role model in basketball, and the one thing that you you know your career is what you're making your money from and I feel like if his grandfather who was just as big of a loss um could affect him as much as he did on the court why would he want to play again it's been such a tough year for him and as you know a fan of the Nets I'm worried but as a fan of Kyrie's I just want him to do what's best for him because in this time of stressing mental health and the the effects that one event can have on so many other people, I think for everybody involved here is just do what is best for you. You know, don't yeah. put any more stress on I, yourself than you have to. I I definitely see that, but I I also think that you kind of should take the precedent that Kobe set and play that. Be that for yeah. other guys. You Fact. know, show other guys that you're going to be the hardest working guy in the room. You know put in that time and effort and be that role model to the other kids in the league that are coming up. Give them that insight. When yeah. Be the guy who, when you retire, you can tell all these other guys, you know, what exactly to do so that, you know, hopefully your day will never come the way it did for Kobe, but people remember you in the same way. Right. I think it's just what you have to do. I, and I think that's the exact route that like LeBron is going to be doing. Oh, he is winning a championship He's, this year. I, there's a hundred percent the Lakers are going to win. I it's might have going to, to put a futures most, bet in there. Most poetic uh, yeah. ending to this season ever is yeah. the Lakers winning it. Everything coming together perfectly. I honestly even doubt now that Anthony Davis is going to leave 
after everything having that team having gone through and him having been a part of that Lakers team during all this, I think AD stays. I think LeBron maybe even finishes out his career there. I, I think they, you know, kind of keep that um, rolling this season. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. I think a championship for the Lakers is going to definitely be a lock. I, I will lock that in this minute. I, I'm texting Colin right now. I kind of want to put a bet on even. but Because that is something that I would stick to my prediction for. Uh, probably won't change that until it's playoff time and we see what shape all the teams are in. And even still, I think that is the most team of destiny story that you could ever have. Um, the drive that Kobe preached and you know played with when he was in the NBA... There's no team like the Lakers for uh, someone to, you know, take that mindset from and really use that momentum, if you will. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see um, both sides of the Lakers-Clippers game. Is is that now tonight, or was that moved to tomorrow? Uh, It's coming up soon. Uh, Do you know, Jack? Lakers-Clippers? Yeah. It was supposed to be tonight. Has been moved but to it's been postponed. I don't know when. Just in general? I, I think or? in general. I know that Friday would be the next game after that. Yeah. It's the Trailblazers with Melo. Huh. And Melo would be at the Staples Center with LeBron. That's um, so that, also a great That will one. also yeah. be very, very hard to watch. Uh, honestly, currently, right now, the there's a TNT special going on yep. about Kobe. Apparently, Shaq is just in shambles, yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean... But yeah. All of those guys were around him for his entire career, whether in broadcasting for you know Ernie, Kenny, and Charles, and then Shaq, obviously. And again, like you said, Kobe and Shaq had their beef and squashed it, and thank God for that. And, yeah. you know, we even saw Kendrick Perkins reaching out to KD on Twitter to say, you know, life's too short for these stupid arguments, like let's squash our beef, etc. And as Dan from our room uh put it <laughs> no one cares about Kendrick Perkins but still Honestly, he has the right not not wrong not wrong like, right idea that's it he's built a tw- uh, twitter following he's become <laughs> a bit of a uh I Kendrick Perkins uh, I won't <laughs> you're right but um he's got he's got the right mindset there though yeah. and I, I think it's great that at least Shaq was on friendly terms and obviously you know regardless of how you may have argued with each other as teammates to have a guy who you went through so many ups and downs, won multiple rings with, grew up with, really, because both these guys were in their early 20s when they were paired together. Actually, Kobe was like 19, you know, when Shaq came to the Lakers. It's crazy, you know, to think about it from his perspective, to think about it from maybe Pau Gasol. I'm trying to think of who would have played. I think Pau Gasol, you know, who has played for him with him for the longest time. When Luke I think Will actually of, played with him for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but when I think of Gasol, there was a story where, or just a, a moment, you know, one of many, that when the Lakers finally traded for help around Kobe after their first stretch of rings with Shaq and brought in Pau Gasol, he was ecstatic. Um, well, Kobe also could speak, what, Italian too? Yeah, so. uh, well... Pau is Spanish, Pau's but I'm Sp- sure no, he, he actually knows no. Spanish. Kobe knows Spanish yeah, too, of course. So he knows Slovenian. Slovenian. Well, he, he doesn't. I don't think he knows uh, yeah, it fluently, he probably, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. just like he knew what to say to mess with Luka Doncic. He knows too. enough about other languages that I wouldn't be surprised if he like went on Google Translate and like fixed it up a bit. Because yeah. Luka in the interview, uh, in the interview after that, not like recently, yeah. said his accent was spot on. 
like said that he spoke it as if he was uh, fluent in Slovenian, and that's the reason Luca turned around so shocked. And look, there's Kobe and Gianna who are both there to watch him play, you know. And he, we were going to talk about this as well. We've kind of been all over the place, obviously, but um, <laughs> that's all that happened <laughs> since yeah, this news. But players who can be as close to Kobe, you know, as possible. Who's the next Kobe? If you will, though, as we've said, and as I totally agree with, there will never be another truly Kobe Bryant. And I think Luke is at the top of our list, though, for who could be close to the type of player he was and the impact so, he could have. It's it's really weird because I think Luca is the closest, but I see a lot of MJ qualities in Luca. I'm not saying by any means is Luca Doncic going to be as no, great no. a player as yeah, Michael I know Jordan, what you mean. but I kind of see like. It's possible. But the thing is, Kobe Bryant was so much like Michael Jordan that yeah, like, yeah. it kind of feeds through that. Well, totally. So yeah. I guess it would be Luka Doncic. I think so. Um, I, another guy is like a Devin Booker type. Definitely. Those two are probably yeah, who I'm thinking. Trey Young most. has it, but he's not Trey the same Trey Young position. to me is more like the generate the first guy born off the Steph Curry. Exactly coach. what I was going to say. So I think I he's think, got a Mamba mentality to him, but it's sure. not the same. I think he's going to be that next Steph though, that yeah. lights out shooter. Uh, from like way beyond three, whereas mm-hmm. Luca is just the killer shooter. Also, I see a, a he's a bit older, so I don't really know where he would fall into all this. But kind of Damian Lillard, I think, has a bit of it in him. Yeah, yeah, uh, some yeah, of yeah. that mentality he's through the clutch his play, gene. the clutchness of Kobe. Because no one's been as clutch as Kobe Bryant. But it, then the Damian only person Lillard, that I think of that's that yeah. clutch consistently is Damian Lillard. He, that man is always. I wish so Dame clutch. had a title or at least a Finals appearance because that's the only thing that kind of counts it out for me. But again, none of those players that we've mentioned have come close to the NBA Finals. Actually, Damian's been the closest. That guy needs a different team around him. How many times have we said that? Yeah. Uh, no, him, the Wizards, yeah. and honestly now the Suns too. I think Devin Booker needs to get out of there. Uh, they're a much younger core. DeAndre Ayton is on his second year. Uh, they they just got Rubio, and they had a great hot start to the year with that one little change. And I say if you can no, change yeah, that true. much with Ricky Rubio, you can make a bigger. Hey, don't, don't diss on Ricky I love Rubio. Rubio, dude. Don't diss on Ricky uh, Rubio. That man's awesome. I had an old, actually it might be on my like T-shirt blanket, the little Rubio, Rubio? Timberwolves jersey. Yeah, uh, Rubio's a man. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid is wearing Kobe's number tonight. Uh, the Sixers had actually retired number 24, and he called for permission to wear it. So great move by the Sixers there. Um, who, I've liked. Who was number 24 on the Sixers? No, no clue. Honestly, uh, it probably goes back in time. We can. Uh, what number was like? Dr. Look that J up real quick. Um, Doctor J was six. Uh, um, Sixers number twenty-four retired. Um, let's see who gets there first. We're both racing right now. Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. <laughs> All right. Uh, they're, so they're saying the Sixers should retire Kobe Bryant's number because of him being from Philadelphia, being a hero to that area. Interesting. Um, But it's retired already, but they're saying it should also become like a Bobby Jones slash Kobe Bryant thing. Interesting. My take, again, is this isn't Jackie Robinson, but... Just not a league-wide, but if teams take it upon themselves, I'm kind of all Well, do it like Mark Cuban did. No player will ever wear it again. You don't have to hang Kobe's number in the yeah, rafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like no that. one's ever gonna wear it again. No, that was that was honestly perfect. That's that's all it should be. What about know? what about the logo now? We haven't really talked about that yet. I, so I I don't know if this is a hot take. I, I really feel like other people feel this way. But whenever um, someone has said Michael Jordan should be the logo of the NBA, which you know, great argument for that. Great argument now for Kobe. 
Great argument even for LeBron after he retires. There's current players that maybe embody what the NBA truly is more than a Jerry West. But Jerry <laughs> West would say Lonzo. Yeah, LeVar would. <laughs> but in my opinion, Jerry West is the logo. Yeah. Um, and he's also done so much for the sport still. He's the, he was the mastermind behind the Warriors, if I'm correct. Uh, either that or slash and slash or <laughs> the Clippers. Uh, he's been with both front offices, at least one of the two. I'm pretty sure both. And he's just a mastermind of basketball. Playing. What about the Lakers, though? Didn't he do something else? Uh, That's what I'm saying now. He's the director Director, of basketball operations. So basically the GM's advisor or just the second GM, if you will. He has been, again, the mastermind behind seeing Steph Curry as a guy who played kind of like Jerry West did back in the day. If Jerry West was put in today's NBA, in my opinion, he'd just be just like Steph Curry. Um, And he was... A legend back then. He he was that caliber of a player, obviously, to the point that he was made the logo. And yes, is is Jerry West what you think of first when you ask, you know, what do you think of the NBA? Who's the first player that comes to mind? No. But that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, your one determining factor for <laughs> the NBA's logo. I, I think uh, in a, like, international appeal kind of way, Kobe and Jordan and LeBron all make sense. But it's just a white silhouette of a player on a red and blue logo. And but we know it's Jerry. And we're, that's fine. Like, it, it, I'm, you know, I'm not, it's, I'm it's the same way as. Neither here nor there against it. I think either we keep it yeah. just as that. When you get, when you start talking about changing it, <clears throat> the part of the conversation comes into it. So, like, for me, I think if it ever were to be changed, it should be MJ just because yeah. he's the greatest. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time for sure. Um, and I understand the Kobe argument, and especially with how he had passed, that yeah. makes sense. If but they did it as tribute this year, I would be totally for fine with it. For tribute stuff, it works. I, I'm no, just if saying... They, if they committed to it, you know, and said, like, Kobe's done so much for the league that he's our new logo... I just can't... I, I wouldn't get, complain about it. I, but then again, it's like, to me, Michael Jordan is just the man of the league. But, but then Jordan kind of disappeared after, but, you know? But again, altogether... It's kind of hard because Jerry West just kind of is that iconic logo and it yeah. has transcended just who the person was. It's just what the actual NBA logo is right now. Beyond that, though, there are this is another weird argument because then now we're just strictly talking about the change without Kobe being factored in, but making the NBA logo something similar to like the NFL logo or. You know, where there just isn't really, like, a player. There's a secondary logo where it's just that NBA font with, like, yeah, blue around yeah. it. And that's fine. But I, you know, again, I don't think of Jerry West the player when I think of the NBA. But when I think of NBA, I see that logo. It's think, iconic in a way. I, exactly. I think there's something that the NBA can do that would perfectly honor Kobe and keep him as a permanent symbol in, okay. in the league. But maybe not the logo. There's got to be That's something. That's a good point. Maybe name the, mm. you know, first, or, but he wasn't even the first pick of the draft. No, he but, was, uh, yeah. Maybe name some part of, I was going to say the draft after Kobe or the. Would you name the, the, the MVP? MVP? Could you? I mean. What is it now? It's, it's the, just the it's, most valuable player. Yeah. I, I think. I would do that. I would do Kobe, the Kobe Bryant MVP award. I kind of like that. Or I, the Kobe Bryant award. Yeah. So instead of saying MVP, you say he won the Kobe. 
That's which is cool. That's lit. I actually so really like every that. year people would still be talking about Kobe. Yeah. Um, and that's something similar to I saw on Twitter, like renaming the game of Twenty One Kobe. Yeah, I, like I that don't know. I think that's weird. <laughs> because no, uh, for us it's weird because we always play Twenty One. Yeah, yeah, Give yeah. it two generations, yeah, and kids yeah, are like, "Yo, let's go play Kobe," that's not lit. knowing who Kobe yeah. really was. I think that's pretty. cool. That is cool. But again, yeah, the MVP yeah. I think would be really, really cool. How about Coach of the Year? He was never a coach, but a I also coach, think though. he was an amazing coach. Yeah. To his daughter and to so many countless players, that's and true. I also. Based on how interested he became in the NBA once Gianna showed her interest in basketball, couldn't you see when Gianna, you know, went to college or went to the WNBA and Kobe was like, man, I didn't realize how much I love coaching. Yeah. And he'd be helping out his younger daughters, but maybe he was yeah. like, I kind of want to be a head coach. I, you know, I that, see that, that was for sure. like certainly possible. I just think MVP is more feasible it makes because more sense. he won but, yeah. that many MVPs. Like. That's why I think, and also being able to just call it, no one really cares about the coach word. Everyone every year that's fair. talks about the MVP. And if we start calling it the Kobe. Yeah. Which I really think is cool. That's really cool. How many Kobe's did you win? You yeah. Know, that, I really like that, actually. I, I really, really like that. Um, Heard it here first. You're, you probably did. Yeah. I don't Honestly, think I don't think anyone yeah. has thought of that. Uh, we should probably tweet that. Let's get that out there TM. right at 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Kobe. Yeah. I'm all for that. That's really cool. Let's uh, real quick run through our favorite Kobe moments. I'm going to start with um, a sports story that both of us share here at Senior Quotes. And uh, it was kind of part of the pre-Senior Quotes story where Jack and I at this time were just sophomores in high school at CBA uh, talking sports with each other and with the other guys in our grade. But at the same time, there was no outlet like we have now to really discuss it on air and start these kinds of discussions. Um well, so this is 2016. Kobe, you know, is finishing up his final season in the NBA, final season with the Lakers, a losing team full of young D'Angelo Russells and Julius Randles and guys that would be decent in the future. You know, two guys who I could both see winning more All-Stars in the future. D'Lo already has one. Um, but at the time, we're well, struggling. Julius a Nick, so we'll see about that. You know, it's a good <laughs> chance to have hey, put up numbers. I can't, I can't even... Uh, <laughs> get any kind of hopes up. But regardless, um, Kobe goes out there against the Utah Jazz. They just broadcasted this last night, actually. And we watched again. And of course we did. And we stayed up the night before a chemistry test that we probably should have been studying yeah. for, but and ended up too closing the books, closing uh, the PowerPoints and everything to watch Kobe Bryant. And he shot a lot. He went 7 for 20 in the first half. He had about, maybe it was only... 19 no it was like 16 points and second half goes out there goes crazy maybe it's more like 20 whatever and finishes with 60 points but not only that in a meaningless in quotes here if you will for the lakers as a whole maybe for that season but obviously you know kobe want to go out on on top win this final game they're down eight points maybe more honestly with a couple minutes left kobe taking every single shot <laughs> back-to-back contested clutch threes incredible on the wing. Incredible threes. Like, and incredible. Makes everything. There is no question that any of them are going to go in and ends up not only winning the game, but putting enough of a cushion on it that they were able to sub him out and get him his one last ovation as a player um, with a couple seconds left. And that story to me, while I did say the shot over D-Way to win is probably my favorite Kobe play of all time, this could honestly be my favorite 
sports moment, you know, that I've had so far. And it already was. It honestly was up there. I'd say because I'm going to keep out of this the rings I've had as a fan of the Yankees and the Giants. Mm -hmm. Um, Those have been crazy experiences. Uh, Also the, like, post-9-11 win. Yes, but all four of those things came when I was no older than 11. And this was a memory that is still very present in my head and I can easily run it back and remember where I was and how I was feeling and what I was supposed to be doing or what I was doing during it. And it is so impactful on not only my view of Kobe, but on my view of sports as a whole, really. It was, you know, yeah, it was, it's my favorite sports memory. I think I've ever had in my first 20 years It's up there, and probably will remain there for a long time. I think, Um, I think it was definitely up there for me as is. Yeah. Uh, But then when this all happened and rewatching again last night, and hearing Kobe at the end of the game give his final speech yeah. and seeing Vanessa and Gianna and the kids in the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, cheering him on. The, that game was incredibly broadcast. The people that they have on camera, the Jay-Zs, the Jack Nicholsons, just everyone on that game. And the commentary Kobe gives where it just literally he's talking to the fans saying, I love you. I All this is just memories that we can all hold dear that Kobe was able to give us, you know, before this part of his career, this this time when he passed um, passed on, mm-hmm. and it, for me, it's definitely, definitely one of my favorite sports memories. It's up there. I'd probably, in terms of basketball, it's probably the best. I'd probably second it with like Lynn Sanity, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, that was just and such an incredible game. I think my favorite play. Might be the Shaq lob, like the mm. famous yeah. Shaq one. Yeah. I, I love that look. Where he runs back. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like, that yeah. was so great. Uh, but also, we found out last night that Gordon Hayward took the lane violation yes. on the last shot that would would have gave Kobe 60 points. So, even if Kobe missed the foul shot, which he didn't, he was always clutch. Of course clutch, not. Still would have had that opportunity, and the fact that no one talked about that for years and it has gone unsung. Nobody even realized it. Gordon really, Hayward yeah. didn't even never said anything. No. Just shows what a great guy he yeah, is. Shout out Gordon Hayward. Definitely gave me a lot more respect for Gordon Hayward as someone that I don't know. I wasn't always crazy about. Um, I don't know why. Like just no reason. Just maybe play style wise. But now I you know really really respect that move, and he's a good guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember watching Gordon Hayward at Butler, actually, in the March Madness, you know, finals against Duke. I can't... That was a while ago, to the point that I don't even remember if I hated Duke yet. I was close, probably, but I I don't remember if I rooted for him or not. But Gordon Hayward, yeah, he... I always liked him, honestly, and that really, you know, confirmed that for me. Because he seemed like such a great guy and just very... uh, Humble. Obviously, he had that ter- horrific injury, you know, as well that he came back from. So Gordon Hayward's a cool story, um, and just a little part of so many players that Kobe impacted, and in, in turn, you know, were trying to pay their respects even when Kobe was just retiring from the NBA. And uh, so sad now that he's, you know, now passed on altogether. Still, even 50 minutes into this episode, so weird to say, but. An, an incredible life lived, um, as you were saying, and I wanted to touch on a little bit. He really redeemed his public image and just redeemed himself as a person, in my opinion. 
just through his parenting and maturity, maturing, I guess, um, as he had in the final few years of his life, especially through his teaching of Gianna and obviously of his other daughters as well. Um, They have an older sister who this must be so tough on, and even though she had no interest from what I can tell in basketball or maybe in sports in general, just as much learned the Mamba mentality from her father and how to succeed in life in general. So, so many people touched by, you know, this, I'll say an amazing person and someone that, in my opinion, is getting just the right amount of um, support and uh, remembrance as he should. Uh, so maybe to put, to wrap that up before we just get into, you know, Bachelor and some other stuff, I would just say. We'll end it on a light note. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry, but, loyal fans. But <laughs> I, I would just say thank you, Kobe Bryant, for truly starting my NBA fandom and having a huge impact on my sports experience as a whole already. Uh, and it took me, sadly, these past couple of days to realize just how much of an impact he had on me. And I'll be always thankful for that, you know, and the memories I have of watching him play because we're never going to see that kind of greatness again. So Yeah, um, similar thing. I want to thank Kobe for instilling this work ethic that I've carried with me from, you know, playing basketball back in middle school, elementary yeah. school, and, you know, taking that off the court and just putting my all into everything I've ever done. And, you know, a lot of that stems from Kobe. And my love of sports stems. Uh, basketball has always been, you know, the first sport I really fell in love with. And a lot of that is thanks to Kobe. So I just want to thank him for that as well. It, it's tough. It's a really, really tough day. And, you know, we just got to carry on his legacy Bring the same mentality and, uh, you know, hope the young athletes can look up to him and aspire to those heights that he was able to reach. No question. Uh, from that, from the uh, broadcast of that shot I keep mentioning over D-Wade, greatness personified. Mm-hmm. And I think those are, that's a perfect phrase to sum up, you know, how he was on the basketball court and as a mentor to so many people and an influence to so many people in so many different walks of life. So, uh, a great life lived and a great impact on sports as a whole. So thank you, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to him, to Gianna Bryant, and to the other seven people who passed away, sadly, in that helicopter crash. Uh, we'll always be in our hearts and our prayers. So for the f- final minutes, excuse me, of this episode, we honestly... Quick sports run. Yeah. I and mean, there's, there's been a couple things. I mean, Philip Rivers is not going back to the Chargers. That's big. Which is big for the draft. Right. Could shake up some stuff for the Giants. We don't know. I would love for the Giants to trade down. I really like Isaiah Simmons, but I actually think he could go, you know, as low as 10 or 11. What if we, I saw this on Twitter too, what if we see three teams, quarterback needy, taking the three spots before us? I'd love that. But I think we have to expect and almost accept at this point that the Redskins are going to take Chase Young. And it's just as much of a situation as Joe Burrow for the Bengals feels like a lock. Like, why would you trade out if you're the Bengals? You know, like, yes, there's multiple quarterbacks you could probably have a franchise with, but why would you trade having the choice of everyone? You know, like, in your situation, when the Knicks got the third pick in the lottery, you felt good because you wouldn't have to be choosing between Morant and RJ. But at the same time, just, you know, objectively, you'd rather have two so you could choose who you'd rather have. You know, as a fan, like, I totally agree with you. 
But you know, as, as a, a Knicks team, fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a Knicks fan, yeah, you don't want to mess it up. Right, right, right. That's the first priority. That's a good point. Uh, but as a, as a fan, I'd like the choice. Yes, exactly, um, exactly. And we'll take my losses with them. But it and appears a, that yeah. every Knicks pick is just a loss. So I'd rather just be forced into my loss instead of right. but, you know waiting it out and seeing if it, that day will come. Right. But as a GM, you'd want when the highest pick, the highest pick possible. And in this case, I think the Bengals stay at one with Burrow. The Redskins, no, the Redskins are going to take Chase Young, and then the Lions could easily go quarterback. I I don't know what they're going to do. They could also go Okuda, you know, the corner from Ohio State. But in my opinion, no matter what they do, the Giants seem like the first team that makes sense to trade down from their spot. But of course, we have the one GM who just has never traded down in his career. I, so I and I, but I think that Gettleman is under some pressure now, and I think that this might be the year that he does. I really do think that he does trade down. And I think the Chargers may take that spot. We work out another little Eli Phillip Rivers do it. type deal. Let's do it. And uh, get them rolling. I also think it's kind of fitting. Do you, do you think Phillip Rivers retires? I mean, seeing Eli right. go this year, Big Ben's kind of on the way out. I wonder, uh, like, do you think um, do you think Rivers would accept a backup mentor role? Uh, he's got a lot of kids to feed. You know, he's got yeah. he needs to make some money. Um, <laughs> but... I, in, in Eli's way, you know, he has been a champion. He has been a starter. He's started the most or second most games in a row in history, a third or whatever it is. Uh, in Rivers' case, you know, he – basically the same thing, but he he's – uh, you know, a similar situation, sure. Similar guy. Honestly, in my opinion, like very similar. Like, in my opinion, the Eli difference – had the better career with right. the, the wins, but very, very similar. Statistically, you could argue for either. Yeah. My, my thought is, could Rivers actually sign with a team that he could win a ring with uh, as a backup? And I think that makes Maybe more the Bears? sense. But I, I think as a backup. like I, Well, I guess he would be backing up backup, Trubisky because they're committing to Backup him. Trubisky if yeah. Trubisky's out, you know, a couple weeks in when the fans start getting riled up. Throw in Phillip Rivers. He's from Phillip Rivers magic. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's a weird situation. Also, like, kind of lame on the Chargers' part to be doing him dirty like that. A guy that, you know, has played for that organization and played fairly well for the Chargers over the years. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful uh, to be just kind of letting him go like that. It yeah. wasn't like a. He was definitely like a caliber, a, a, a couple tiers higher up than. You know, like a Blake Bortles being, you know, kind of ousted in the, right. Jacksonville. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if uh, I like the move there. It's. I think it's more Rivers does not want to come back. And he <laughs> he's done his time in, with a team who, in my opinion, has the worst owner in the NFL. Um, blanking on his name, but the guy just moved the team out of San Diego where they had a loyal fan base to L.A. where they already had a football team and didn't really want to Dude, root for the Chargers. There's so many they, L.A. teams. Like, it's so yeah. annoying. It, it, you don't need that many. San Diego's they cool, too. Not, like, yeah. I think San Diego's a cool spot to be in. And there's great basketball fans, as we were just saying, but I don't think the they have the same football atmosphere in Los Angeles. So, yeah. well, Sorry, I, like, if they do, keep other, it with the Rams. You know, like, any, don't, yeah. Any other time besides what's going on with Kobe, I would have said I'm not a no. huge Lakers fan guy. Uh, well, Right now is different. Yeah, yeah, but even still, I I think they have had a passion for basketball. Whether yeah. it's Lakers or Clippers or bandwagoning either, they're trying to watch basketball. You Actually, that hear, is true. LA know, is big on yeah, basketball it, compared to 
There's, football they, and baseball. They didn't have a football team five years ago. You know, they lost two football teams. You wonder why? Because they didn't care about them. And then you bring the Rams back and you have guys like YG and all those uh, celebrities coming in when they go to the Super Bowl last year. That's great. I mean, you can root for that team. I don't think they needed a second team. And I think LA would agree with me. You know, it, it, they could have just left the Chargers in San Diego. They would certainly use them down there now that Oakland doesn't have a team anymore. So uh, it is what it is. There's there's more than one city in California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that is a fact. Sabermetric yeah. style of the day. There you go. There is more than one city in California. Before we quickly get to bachelor talk and then wrap it up, we did have Jack Butterfield who's listening today. Shout out to you. Say Drew Brees to the Chargers. His contract expires, yeah. and the Saints apparently see Taysom Hill as a franchise guy, which I love that. Wow. I think that's crazy. That's fun. I think it's crazy. <laughs> but I I'm, love a, I'm a big investor. I'm actually locking in my uh, Drew Locke Broncos pool um, lock in. But Drew uh-huh. Locke on the Broncos as my new franchise guy. I, I oh, like interesting. Drew Locke. Okay. I like Drew Locke a lot. Interesting. But what about Drew Brees? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Drew Brees I know. And the I know. Chargers. <laughs> kind of made me think of Drew Locke, yeah, though, yeah. as like one of these young guys coming up who right. I like. Drew Locke is definitely that dude for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Hill being the franchise guy. Uh well, do do the Saints re-sign Breeze at all? I think they should. I, I think probably similar reason why I'm upset about the Philip Rivers thing is you kind of want him to finish out his career there. Yeah, maybe on a one year type. But remember, deal, remember, Breeze used to be a Charger. Also uh, true. I don't no, know how much he loves true. the franchise, that's but also true. it makes sense to me why he'd go back. Um, excuse me, the Chargers could use a quarterback who's a bit better than Breeze or Rivers. Excuse me, in Breeze and see if he could finally win that final playoff game because he's been cursed with the Saints ever since they won their ring in the Greg Williams scandal. I think the Chargers are going to draft. I think the Chargers are going to draft that quarterback that they want. Do you think it's... I think it might be Herbert. That's what I think. I think Miami's going to lock into a post-combine. Okay. And I think Herbert's going to go up enough in the combine as the (coughs) number two on-field prospect because Tua isn't performing on the field Mm. that teams will be kind of after getting Herbert I think Chargers will want to lock it in, get him in there, do that, get your new quarterback talent. And Herbert honestly played very well in the Senior Bowl. Like yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. And I did like him coming into this year a lot more than he actually performed, but I, I liked what I saw out of him. I wanted him on the Giants last year. So yeah. I'm okay with Herbert. I think I think it's a, a cool pick for the Chargers. But yeah. also, real quick, yeah. don't think we mentioned just wrapping up kind of here with the Giants, uh, Freddie Kitchens, tight end coach. Yeah, coming off the Browns, uh, you know, whatever. Look, more, more. As long as he's not weird, he was really weird yeah. with Baker. I just don't want that around Daniel Jones. I don't well, think, hopefully he's just around Evan Ingram. <laughs> but also, I think Daniel Jones could kind of handle it. I think, I think he'd be down for a weird. Yeah, guy. sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> sure. But again, yeah, just Evan Ingram. Yeah. Uh, and then also Jason Garrett. We never really talked about him. I thought we might have. If we didn't, I'm all for it. But basically, Jason Garrett, the OC for the Giants. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm not sold on it 100% yet. I, I am excited about it, and I yeah. want to watch it in fruition this season. Uh, so that remains to be seen. But real quick, Bachelor talk. Let's do it. Get yourself unsad about Kobe. It's Bachelor season. <laughs> unsad. And actually, <laughs> Word of the to day. tie the two together, wrapped up with uh, Pete and what's her name? What's what's the girl that he Who took came on came back? No. Or, uh, Victoria F. Victoria F. Took Victoria F on a date and they were shooting around playing basketball. Oh and she actually goodness, Kobe no. on the shot. How do you feel about the Bachelor producers keeping that in there? Is, I, is it I a am, tribute? No, or no I'll it? tell you what. The Bachelor producers are completely ruining the Bachelor this season. 
Okay. For one, that was kind of messed up. I think uh, it's too was, soon. I think yeah. it's kind of... We all, like, cringed and were like, oh my goodness, she just said Kobe. But at the same time, we're seeing it as a tribute. Timely, so we're seeing it as a tribute on Instagram when people are saying Kobe and throwing in the yeah, paper, so the paper in the trash. Nice, so but I'm whatever. fine with it. That was one thing. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. the other issue with Victoria F is she goes on a date with Pete and her boyfriend, what's his name, Chase Rice? Chase Rice. Chase Rice, country singer, is the guy doing the performance. <laughs> so obviously, the producers look into this yeah. and figure out that they had some kind of relationship and make him the date for. Pete and Victoria. So first well, of all, huh. did, does Pete does Pete pick who gets the solo date? I thought he did. Yeah, one on one. So he picked Victoria F. But then they could have probably. And then they set it up. I felt. Very I think it's like, a little. But I, it feels coincidental. But you know that the producers knew. You know the producers knew. You but know like, for a fact I don't know they if I want to say a hundred percent. It feels like a bit of like they like push them into it. Like maybe hey, Victoria F was really great at yeah. the uh, walking like the fashion like that show. Too. I you know, like. Or maybe the first couple of weeks, yeah. it's, you know, they kind of force the, yeah, they're like, the single or dates. Or they're like, hey, Pete, pick the five girls you want to take on one-on-ones in the next three weeks. Because we're sure you have your top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, here's where you're taking Victoria F. Let's throw Chase Rice in So there. Chase Rice is there. He handled it well. Uh, well, he Chase Rice. Chase, Chase Rice was upset today that the producers did that to him. Well, good. Because <laughs> he, he had no idea yeah. that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. I'm saying he handled it well when he was there. And then he talked yes. to both Pete, which was awkward, but he did his, like, what? how are you going to react I singing know. a song to your ex and The Bachelor? And, and Pete and doesn't they, know. So yeah. the first thing is Victoria F. messed up. I hate because it. Because if, like if you like see it. that, if you see your ex... Say something. Say something. Say, this is awkward. I'm out. I'm sorry. I can't do yeah. this. I'll explain. Or, you know, don't hook up with the guy <laughs> as you listen to the song of your ex. Oh, dude. It's so, that alone is reason enough that they're not going to end up together. They I shouldn't. can guarantee it. No one is going to want that first memory of their first date yeah. alone together to be with their ex-boyfriend. And this is not even mentioning the Confederate Instagram. Yeah, other weird... We're not, she, and then, yeah, but yeah. not even beyond that, <laughs> apparently on Twitter, Victoria F. and Chase only hooked up Ooh. and weren't even dating. Ooh. So she's lying. So she's, yeah, she's I, overdoing ever it. Ever since the fashion show, so I haven't Chase been a Rice fan. Seem like, because she kind yeah, of exploited yeah. herself Bro. in a way that was like... She's acting. Exactly. She's acting. And speaking of acting, I think Alea is also acting in a lot that she does. A lot that she does. Yeah. I think the producers kind of... But I'm kind of questioning Victoria P now. The producers are using yeah. Alea as their producer pick almost almost like a like a demi that's kind of there to stir stuff up yeah demi's more fun for sure demi's more fun but alaya seems to have more with pete than demi ever did with uh exactly but then victoria p who i've really really liked is kind of drawn into this as well and and is kind of shady about it she's shady and now i don't know if i can trust her and like her and it's understandable why pete is freaking out yeah on the other hand i think pete is now (laughs) Kind of not the best in handling this because I don't think you bring back Alea. How are you gonna handle it though? And I, I don't. And even if you do bring her back, you don't give her the date rose. That was bad. That's that very bad. bad on his part. And now he's gonna have girls turning against him, which is not what you want. You don't want to be the bad guy of your own season. No, of no. The but my maybe hot take. I don't think so. Uh, if any girl is gonna turn away, I'm letting them because there are clearly enough that are trusting in the person that they literally just gave up their entire life for a couple of weeks or whatever to go and, you know, try to win over. So if, you you know, whoever that one girl, 
I don't Natasha, I think, who has just been stirring the pot and always talk like talking back Kelsey? to no the Kelsey. the, the oh, Natasha too. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Who always just like is sticking up for the girls and is like, You're mistreating us, but I also don't really seem to care that much about Oh yeah, whatever. Like she can go. That's what I'm saying. And it's she would be the first a, to go out. This is the thing. It's gonna hit a point and this happens every year where the girls are so obsessed with not getting enough time yeah, or those can. issues oh that well, the other girls are using <laughs> that time yeah. to actually develop their relationship Boom. with Pete. So then they're that's like, what you're supposed to be there for. It gets to a point where Pete's like, okay, I have literally no connection with you because this is all you talk about. So they get it. sent home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think for now, my, my kind of favorites are Madison. Number one, Madison. Number one. Awesome. We are all in on the Madison vibe. We've always been podcast. We've been saying that, uh, outside of Madison, I think Kelly is low is low like key Kelly. becoming a favorite. I like Kelly. She isn't necessarily the best looking. She's a good looking girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. maybe not as good looking as some of <laughs> the other girls. But like very, very low key. She doesn't go stirring the pot. She seems genuine. She seems she, very genuine. She had that initial connection, and at first I was unsure of. But she used it correctly. But she used it perfectly. And, uh, and I'm gonna round it out with Hannah Ann. I think in the past couple like of weeks. Her. We've seen Hannah Ann just kind of be one of the more genuine people compared to Because the champagne thing was stupid. And that was no reason for her to get yeah. in that fight. Uh, stupid. And then I want to wrap up here because this is the perfect week for us. We uh-huh. had the Bachelor Bowl, which oh, was yes. awesome. We got some football on oh, The Bachelor, yes. and we were locked in. Well, both of, Everyone in our room started tweeting about it because yep. it was just incredible. Uh, who was it? It was Cher, Cheyenne. Cheyenne is Cheyenne Saquon Barkley. Cheyenne is Saquon Barkley. <laughs> she literally had three touchdowns. She was a beast. It was Blazing awesome. speed. Uh, she complains way too much about not getting time with Pete because she doesn't make the time for Pete, as we said. She's too busy balling. That, oh, yeah, maybe. Tammy's the worst kind of girl, first of all. Tammy complains about time. Balling as well. Yeah, yeah, but wait, wait, hear me out on this. Oh, which I You am. complain about time with Peter. With the girls, but you don't go out and make the time with or Peter Or when yourself. you're with Peter, you bring it up and waste the time with Peter bad. by talking it's about all bad. But your like, time not dude, with Peter. She is my least favorite, and also producers definitely always set up pushing Alea in during Sheehan's time now, because she always complained when like Hannah Ann would come in and steal yeah. him during Sheehan's time, and she's always crying about it. Worse. Uh, I don't like her. But she's sick of football, apparently. Sick of um, football. I'm, I'm Hannah Ann uh, goes for like two yards per catch Hannah or whatever. Hannah Ann was rough. Hannah uh, Ann was rough. That I was believe Dan said Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen comparison. Really bad. Hannah Ann just got bodied the entire Who? Game. Someone was Julio. So was there a good receiver? Someone said someone was Julio. I don't remember. And then who was playing quarterback? Well, DeAndre was really good. Maybe she was Julio. Um, I think Kelly may have been quarterback. Kelly was quarterback. Which is a great move. I yeah. like Kelly as my quarterback. Yeah. Someone, uh, we saw Madison fired up that she was losing. Yo, I love that. That was awesome. That was, they tied, though. But they tied. Yeah. Which, it, That's what she was no fired about. She was like, we were winning, and now all of us are going to the group date, and I'm pissed about it. And I was yeah. like, yes. I agree. <laughs> like, Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, the true fans, the true guys watching this show want a real win here, and you're not giving us that, and that's not okay. So, Bachelor producers, do better next time. Get rid of the, the too much meddling and worry about getting a real football game done yeah. on your show. Because you it know was what? so scripted. You know, time. You, you know what? So this scripted. was the first Monday. Well, not first Monday, but first Monday in a while where I didn't have football on. Yeah. And, and, I, want, and I could have had some football, and they ruined it for me. Do you think it was scripted? Because we saw the first two touchdowns, and it was like 14 nothing, And then they skip, and it's like 28-21, and the losing team has the ball. I don't think so. We didn't see anything in the middle. We saw like hits and like yeah, clips that made it seem like, oh, maybe it was a real game. You have to remember also that this is like these girls playing the bachelor right. bowl yeah and 
I don't think there was. I think there was a lot not, of bad highlights. I, they, they showed some good. clips, but they didn't ever show you the score. And all I'm saying is they might have had them playing, but they almost seemed to fudge the numbers a little bit. Because why wouldn't they? You know, sure they're not sports show producers here, but why are the producers not showing us that? Hey, look, it's a tie game now at halftime. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's me, the sports fan, kind of nitpicking a little bit, but. Uh, that was probably the most fun part of this episode. As a whole, it was like it was better than episode three, but otherwise another of these kind of meh middle episodes before I, it's, it's just the favorites. It's just you know? very producer heavy this year, and it's yeah. really bothering me. Yeah, as a long time, long time fan. You were, you are. You know, uh, that's it's pretty first annoying. Time, long time. It's actually very annoying this season. So I'm really hoping they change some stuff up soon and uh, yeah. kind of fix this boat. I, I mean, say, in reality. Last year, the suspense was when Colton was going to jump over the fence, and that had me hooked every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was excited. This year, no, this year it's the bring her home from Pete's mom. We don't know who the bring her home is, and also like he's crying at the ring, like at the proposal. Yeah, that is enough that where I'm interested. I want to see the whole, but they haven't played it up enough. So like, I want them to play that fence, dude. You can't beat the fence. Can't beat the fence, Colton. Colton's season was fun. It, there was so much suspense, and he took it way slower, which, like, is lame to watch, but also, like, you, is building up, like, who is he, like, really interested in. But, yeah, so there's your Bachelor talk, and there's your episode. We didn't think we'd actually run long, but no one seems to be waiting here for the next time slot as usual. So, oh, well. Um, Last I'm, one in the studio. Got to do it the as usual. Way. We're grinding. Mamba. Mamba mentality. Now, um, yeah. Seriously, from all of us here, it's it's been a rough rough time with Kobe and dealing with that news. And I'm sure all of you at home listening are having just as hard of a time. And if not, if you don't, even, you know, if you're just a casual listener, or you're a new listener, and you don't really understand the legacy of Kobe Bryant, we strongly encourage you to go out there, watch those highlights, Dude, watch uh, those interviews, yeah. and really understand the Black Mamba because Kobe was one of those once in a generation type of. Besides players, people, and yeah. uh, we really, really are going to miss him and Gianna and the rest of those victims of that fatal crash. Bleacher Report did an amazing job on his career highlights, and this is actually before he passed away. But the music, especially, I watched this right as I'd heard the news and just wanted something to remember him by that instant. Uh, so me and Dan watched that, and the music felt like it was in memory of it was it was in memory of his career at the time but it was in memory of a person as i watched it and it was a really great moment 50 of so many awesome moments um in that man's career so check that out if you want to see more kobe because obviously you've heard his name a lot this week whether you're a basketball fan or not and he is someone you really should watch and you know pay respects to in general just prayers out to the entire bryant family and the other families involved in this tragedy but yeah a tough week for us and a tough week for the sports world obviously so thank you guys so much for listening um keep those families in your prayers and we are very excited to call the basketball game tomorrow bc versus louisville and we will be back on air next tuesday to have a lighter happier super bowl recap episode so there you go that'll be fun yeah all right guys we'll see you then coming out (laughs) later